to another edition of the Just Dads podcast. I'm your host, Tommy, and we've got Mr. Brandon with us today. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> no, uh, no, we're, we're in mourning for uh, no Johnny Furlow it, it's anymore. It's a sad day. Post the Johnny Furlow era. Sad day from Sadbox. <laughs> oh, nice. But we shall move forward but we, we with sh- hope. We shall. And optimism. We shall. In, uh, in loving memory of Johnny Furlow. <laughs> He's not dead. It's <laughs> a good point. It did sound a little memorial-ish. memorial-ish. Oh, and, and he'll be back at some point. But, uh, but again, appreciate you guys listening, tuning in. Uh, today we're going to talk a little priorities. It's a little bit of a repeat topic. But Revisit. Remix. <laughs> anyway, we, we, we think it's important. I think it's important to do on kind of a yearly basis. So... Uh, before yeah. we do that, we'll do a little, uh, do a little catch up. Heinz. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> well, you I'm not a big fan of Heinz Field, so, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, but speaking of which, yeah. football's back. Football is back. So we're, we're recording this on Sunday before any of the NFL kicks off. Yeah. Minus Thursday. Where Tom Brady was just Tom Brady yeah. again. TB12. Dude, it's timeless. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, he's he's older than both of us and still looks like he's 25. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I just, it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. There's, yeah, of all the and conspiracy theories out there, there's got to be one for how he's maintained like machine-like performance at this age. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, like, you can say, like, steroids, you can say whatever, um, he doesn't look like he's on steroids. Like I, yeah, it's just none of it makes any sense. Especially when you compare him to like, wasn't he average or like not even considered that great of an athlete in his, you know, terrible. Yeah, right. Uh, terrible. He wasn't even a starter at Michigan. Yeah, he was just there for you know for for the status and for the fun, <laughs> and now he's an unstoppable machine. Yeah, I agree. It's it's, it's weird. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, but NFL is back today. The Bengals uh, hopefully. Joe Burrow comes out and do what we all think he can do uh, post you know knee explosion. So, <laughs> well, I guess I guess I could start there. What's what's your what's your prediction? I put a little mini poll out on the uh, oh, on Twitter nice. about it what, for the season think, or for what today. You, what do you think season win total is for the ten Bengals? seven? Is what I'm I'm suggesting. Yeah, I will say the totals are messing with my brain. The fact that yeah, 17, 17 yeah. games, like you know, ten and six is what it should be. Yeah, ten and seven. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah, 10 wins is going to mean something totally new this year. Yes, it is. It's not nearly as good as it used to be. That's correct. So, And what are the Bengals going to do? They can't just be a 500 team. They cannot. Not, well, they can't tie. They, they have done that a few times. That's true. Recently. It's true. I thought you meant like, fear, you know, uh, like momentum-wise, they just can't do it. But you meant like. <laughs> I mean, physically, physically they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they literally finish after overtime with the same amount of I wonder points. if, would that would they consider that 500 if you went, you know. I mean, uh, how would you know? Eight, eight, one and eight. Like, that would be a weird way to call that a 500. <laughs> or eight, eight, one. They put the tie at the end, don't they? I think it depends on the league. It actually drives oh, okay. me crazy that there's not convention. Yeah, on that's that. true. <laughs> what is it? What is it over there in uh, the other football on the other side of the pond? I believe they do the tie in the middle. The draws in the middle. Gotcha. Yeah. So I I I don't understand it. But <laughs> but uh, what uh, what do you guys what do you think? Who's who's your Super Bowl prediction? Oh, I put another poll out on this. I, you did. I, I said either the I gave three options: the Chiefs. The uh, Tampa, yeah, or other, okay, because I, I, 
Sure. That seems to be what the predictions are. Like, if you listen to all the talking okay. heads on ESPN, it's like, if the Chiefs are going to do it, or Tampa Bay. Like, it feels very inevitable. Like, they just, last year, they were clearly the best two teams and worked out that way. Right. And I don't see a whole lot. Let, I mean, injuries can change everything. But we, we had, there were some, you know, young QBs out there that can be, you know, playmakers. And there was obviously a lot of trading going on. That's a, that's an interesting, interesting. It was funny because didn't we, we took a poll on JDP last time. I mean, I, you know, I think you said Pittsburgh. I did. And they started so good. They yeah, started like yeah, 10 and 0 yeah. and then they were awful. They yeah. were, they were, I will say. Even watching them when they were ten and zero, they were like the worst ten and zero team <laughs> of all time. Yeah, but yeah, but they were. And then uh, Randy, who was on here for fantasy football, he called Tampa Bay. Right? He did. Yeah, I think I called the Bengals because I'm a straight up, you know, <laughs> delusional fan. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the question: Did you really think they were going to? I I, I don't know if there's like a you know. A, a term for it, but yes, I believed with all my heart that they were going to win. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Rookie quarterback. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, f- I thought the Tiger King was coming. And I, I don't know that, you know. I mean, he's there legit. Was, there was he's still some good. season left on that season. You know, if he would have got his knee blown out, but yeah. But mm. it would still have been the same line the rest of the years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was, it was not happening. Well, but. I'm also delusional as another fan base, and we already, we dropped the ball yesterday against Oregon. The, the, oh, that's the, too bad. The, Oh, I forgot you're a hater. <laughs> you're a either bear. a Buckeyes fan I'm or a, bear, a hater. That's I'm the only a, way to I'm go. I'm a Bearcat. I'm a Bearcat. No, I, no a, actually, I, I literally ride the fence on Ohio State. It's it's fun to see them, like, if they're in the national championship, and I've got a bunch of friends that are, so I'll root along with them. I don't hate them. But at the same time, when you have that much success and that yeah. much whatever, it is kind of fun to see them <laughs> knock down a peg. So. I mean, Oregon hasn't been good. Well, maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but they haven't been good since Cam Newton. Am I remembering that right? Uh, no, was Cam he? Newton played for Auburn. Auburn that's right, yeah. Uh, but it was the year that was. Uh, no, who's the the? I had a buddy. Who no, was the huge Tennessee. In the Ducks. Yeah, the Tennessee quarterback. He got drafted by Tennessee. He was from Hawaii, and I can't remember his name. He Two. he wasn't good. It's not Tua. All right, yeah. So. yeah. All right, anyways, it's been a while. Chip <laughs> yeah. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's. Uh, but Chip. yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of of the Bearcats and excited about the Big Twelve move. Uh, you know, I've I've got a lot of friends that think maybe the ACC would have been better, but I this is a, this is better than the Americans. So. I, listen, the ACC probably was a slightly better fit, although the Big Twelve is. I mean, it's a Midwestern conference, which is really what Cincinnati is. Some people are saying it's it's a but. sinking ship with Texas leaving and Oklahoma leaving and such. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it will it will be interesting having UCA and UCF. In that league, because of the two teams that keep going undefeated and not getting a playoff berth and all that, so. But you know what I mean. That that whole like, where is? But UCF was coming from the same conference. They were an American too. Yeah. Oh, well, well there you go. <laughs> Makes that's even what, more sense. That's what everybody said. They're like, you're not the first person that said that. Yeah. Like, it always bothers. It's like, wait a minute. They've been playing each other anyway. But. Are you sure? Yeah, the year they went undefeated, they beat UC. Okay. Or they didn't play in one of the two. I feel like I don't remember playing UCF in a while, but... Maybe... I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I know they play South Florida, but I thought Central Florida was in the... Huh. I don't remember that, but, you know... I I could be wrong. I always clarify college football talk with I don't get all the conferences. It's... It's, you know, that's what I've loved about the NFL is there are 16 games and I can kind of keep track of what a good record was. Now that we're at 17, possibly, you said maybe 18 next year. 18's coming. Yeah, because the odd number. Oh, money. (laughs) I mean, that's the reality. It's money. I mean, if they start getting into these, you know, 30, 40, 50 game seasons, I'm out. (laughs) I I don't think they can do that. I don't think they can extend the season. Okay. I think they'll keep it in the same number, and they'll go down to two preseason games and 18 regular. Yeah, that probably makes the most sense. Um, I don't know if preseason makes a ton of sense, but... Preseason's weird. I know they got to try their teams out, but... Because <clears throat> they're still making cuts up until the last point, so... Yeah, but they're like professional coaches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair point. Like... <laughs> fair points all around. <laughs> I mean, I think they could figure it out. No. Uh, or not, and the best coaches will win... Which happens anyway. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Big 12, do you think? I mean, conference realignment, it's coming. It's already here, obviously, but. Real question I is, will they starts. opt for the early, re- pay, paying for the early release? Uh, 
Bearcats have already said they are. Oh, they so did. I didn't see they're that. They're starting okay. in 23. For but sure. not okay. next year or the year after. The question is, will OU in Texas? Yeah. And I would be shocked if they don't pay. Okay. Just, I, I thought so the, money. the American early exit fee was yeah, it's like reasonable. 30, yeah, it's like $30 million or yeah. something. I know that sounds reasonable, but... <laughs> it's like whatever. Yeah, in college money it is. Not in, uh-huh. my, in my world. <laughs> yeah, not, not in real life. Yeah. But. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, football's back. I I went last night to uh, and actually witnessed in person a uh, win for FC Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Team. Finally. Finally. I home. mean, it's September, yeah. but uh, <laughs> gosh, I can't believe it. it was. It was cool to see him win. Cool to see the fans uh, really into it again, which. Quite frankly, they've sucked, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in front of us. And they've done halfway decent on the road, but they've just been terrible at home. So I don't know if there's any soccer fans here, but, man, it's been tough. Ew. And they're asking for, you know, season ticket renewals right now. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> so it's, oh. it's tough. It's tough. So Oof. I won't get too deep into FC Cincinnati <laughs> talk. It's a little bit of a niche sport, but that's all right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the it, Soccer is up on the up and coming from in the countrywide. I've never really been into it, but it's hard not to be more interested after watching Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, yeah. Ted's been good. It's been real good. This you watch this week's yet? I did. I did. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Excellent episode. No no spoilers. No spoilers. Excellent. Yep. You you know what else I've been watching that's uh, that has been really good, shockingly good, uh, <laughs> is on YouTube. Hmm. It's it's a sh- it's uh, called Coach Prime. It's about Deion Sanders coaching Jackson Whoa. State, and it's basically now I did not watch Hard Knocks, but it's been this year, but it's been universally like blah, like everybody's giving it a bad review. Okay, uh, this show and it's it's being produced by Barcel Sports but it's Coach Prime and I've watched the first two and it's been basically everything Hard Knocks was not. Oh. It's basically so the gist of it is Deion Sanders followed him last year as he was trying to basically turn the HBCUs into like real almost power five type programs. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. At least so far. Huh. I would recommend it. Coach Prime on YouTube. The YouTubes. So I don't watch a lot on YouTube, but I watch that. It's huh. good. Interesting. I will have to look that up. <laughs> All right. What? Uh, anything else going on in life? Life of Brandon. Life. You know, life's 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 good. Um, the uh, Formula One season is absolutely amazing. So <laughs> I know we've talked about that. Uh, it's hard to be. Uh, you know. Uh, um, you know, a hardcore Sir Lewis Hamilton fan and watch this season right now because Max Verstappen is just kind of unstoppable. And uh, real time as we recorded, it was a very dramatic race today from from that aspect. So, yeah, it's, it's been a good season. It's been it, – it'll be, you know, the F1 people are just cashing in the bank of the drama of this season for sure. So they're, they're loving it. That's been good. Um, yeah, everyone's still staying healthy in school, which is awesome. Uh, we're probably going to squeeze out another week or two of, of our pool, which we've been enjoying. Um, nice. And Fathers is back in back in action. Our, our fearless leader Johnny Furlow took over the leadership role from from our small group, so that that was a big relief from my end, where I can just do the, like the overall leadership team instead of specifically the small group. So yeah, things are going well. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Uh, things are good. They're back to being busy. So. Oh. I don't necessarily hate being busy, but sports, sports are in full swing, multiple. Last weekend was a big soccer tournament, uh, six games in a weekend. Whoa. (laughs) And then uh, this weekend's only two, so it's not too bad. Wow. And my middle son hasn't even started swimming yet, so (laughs) it'll get even more busy here real soon. My goodness. But My goodness. I love it. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably get into our real topic. I mean, I will say one of the points of this program is to make it like us hanging out. So that's why we try to do things like this. And uh, if you got any feedback, if you think we should be doing things differently, we're always up for it. 
And you can give said feedback via our social medias. Yeah, at Just Ads Podcast or via email, Podcast at gmail.com. And a special thanks for the listeners of the episode 50 that we just had. And we, we asked people to reach out if they were uh, able to hear all 50 episodes. And CJ and Mark both reached out. And we really appreciate the feedback and the, the encouragement and, and just being, you know, an episode 50, one through 50 listeners. So we appreciate it, guys. There we go. All right. Well, with that. With that, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll keep it rolling. <laughs> I was. I was uh, waiting for some singing. Uh, all right. Well, today we're talking priorities. And it is a topic we've done before, but I know me personally, it is definitely something that is good for me to check in with myself. And are my priorities, well, are they where they want, where I want them to be? Mm-hmm. So, um, just to kind of frame this, we're, we're talking more in terms of how are you actually spending your currency of time and energy in your brain? And, you know, we talk about living intentionally. So are you just kind of letting life happen and then the priorities end up getting flipped upside down and backwards and not necessarily where you want? So to kind of set it up, there are... We're setting up as six priorities. Mm -hmm. So there is your wife. And these are not necessarily in the quote unquote right order. These aren't even in necessarily my order, but Mm -hmm. they're just in the order I wrote them down. So, (laughs) (laughs) So there's wife, there's kids, there is self, faith, work, and then community, friends, however you want to. State yeah, that. that so, um, they're all pretty self-explanatory, but I don't know. I mean, what do you think when you hear that, Brandon? Yeah. Well, first I want to you know affirm Tommy's statement that priorities is in a, a you know fire and forget situation where you do it once and you're like, yeah, those are this is what I want to attain, and then you don't think about it again. So, you know, not only are we revisiting because it's a solid topic, but it is a good. Um, rhythm to have in your life where you periodically review your priorities, how you're doing versus what you think your ideal list of priorities would be and, you know, what you need to do to get back if you're out of whack, if that makes sense. So I want to affirm that and to <clears throat> say that we, we've listed these six. There's a reason we, we you know, agree on these six and we talk about these six. Um, part of that is the base of where that comes from or where that's established is, is your moral framework or your, your, your kind of your vision and, and how you think life should be or what it should be. And so that's, that's usually a good place to start if you're looking to kind of categorize your priorities. And for, for, for me specifically, it's faith-based. And uh, from that, I like to look at, you know, where's my time, my energy, my mental capacity being uh, put into. And so, you know, there's always going to be ideal, but I, I will say to Tommy's point, not only do you, should you periodic review, review, there are times it kind of seems like one are just going to naturally take over because of the phase of life you're in or, you know, and it doesn't even have to be phase of life. You could have different sets of priorities based on within the same phase of life. So if you're at the, you know, early stages of young infants and toddlers, like they'll get mixed in there, but it does feel like kids are at the very top <laughs> of your priority list. No matter what you do, they're yeah. at the top because that's yeah. just the nature of that phase. Yeah, they're going to force themselves to the top yeah. <laughs> and kick and scream and do everything they can to yeah. be at the top. But I, I will I will caution you of, you know, these are, these are ideal, these are whatever. It's not necessarily, you can't just do an inventory and say, hey, I spent X number of hours doing this because most of us go to work and spend a ton of our time at work. And if you went just by that, you'd say, oh, well, work's always the number one thing. Right. Because I spend the most time doing that or sleeping's number one. (laughs) Didn't make the list, but (laughs) so 
that's why we say it is, where's your head at? Where's your, you know, when you have a choice between doing one or the other, what are you going to pick? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's really at the heart of what we're trying to get at. You know, if you have an opportunity to, are you going to say no to a kid thing to go on a date with your wife? Are you going to say no to a work thing to go to a church event? Are you going to say, you know, whatever it is, right? When there's choices, what are you going to do? So. Yeah. Life's all about managing opportunity costs. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like a true engineer. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I am what I am. Yeah, I, I can only recognize it because I am too. So. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. I, it, you know, that's, that's, it's well said. I think, you know, based on how I look at the priorities and what I do, there are things that even though the time is consumed largely because that's just the, the basic, almost Maslow hierarchy of needs. Like you have to do these certain things to meet X's. Once you get over that baseline and then you start rearranging your priority, that's kind of what we're talking about almost. So that makes sense. Yeah. So I think we're on the same page with what we think the number one priority should be. Yeah. Should's, a, should's kind of a, a sneaky bad word, but. I, I'm surprised by that. I kind of feel like we're not. Let's see. Let's see what you think. Well, I think both of us would think that faith should be. Oh, okay. Be. All right. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> It's not. It's not currently sitting on the top of yeah. mind, but it should be. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's definitely so how we'll, I feel. Yeah. So we'll we'll go through kind of what we, and we may not agree, uh, what we think that it should be, and then we'll kind of go through what what we're actually doing. Yeah. So, what do you think? What What's number two to you in an ideal world? Self. Okay. What What's your What's your thinking behind that? Um, I've got a lot of reasons and some of it's specifically faith-based. Um, and I won't get into that, but oh, go ahead. I'm going to cut you off real quick. What does self mean to you? So that's, that is another, that's a like, good point. Um, I believe self is making sure you're maintaining your, your health, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, uh, your identity. Cause if you lose your identity, you lose your vision, you lose your ability to, uh, essentially the oxygen mask theory you take care of yourself first because if you try to give your oxygen mask to someone else you'll pass out before you get a chance to put one on yourself and you're not helping anyone after that so take care of yourself um and again faith-based you know you align those two in that sense but take care of yourself physically mentally you know all all of that spiritually so that you are the best version of you you can be and you can impact all those other areas at the you know your optimum level, if that makes sense, it does. So, you you may have just convinced me that that should have been the the next one, oh. on list, which is good. So I'm like, you know, that's okay. Like I I, I yeah okay interesting. So no, I th- I think I think that makes a lot of sense to if if you're not taking care of yourself and putting yourself first. Now there is a slippery slope because. I think I would also caveat this is all six of these are very important. Yes. I think it's not that we're putting down any of these. I think you should put your whole heart into all these. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's when you're, when you're making choices and that's where, I don't know, after faith, it's like, man, what do I mm-hmm. choose? Right. I if that. I'm given two options, if you go too far in any one of these directions, I think you can get yourself lost. Yeah. Because if you're always choosing self and you're always correct doing this and you're and you're hiding behind the guise of I'm making this a priority, you can neglect yeah. other things. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's so, real easy to say, yeah, I've got to give myself playtime. I've got to give myself, you know, mental rest and rejuvenation. I've got to fill up my cup and then you're out nine, you know, six days a week. Right. Yeah. Are, are you really doing that? Or are you just being selfish? So yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a fine line. I got you. Absolutely. So, uh, so it's, a, I, I, I do think I agree with you. Cause I, I think if you are your best self and you're connected to your faith, I think you will pour into these other priorities 
better than if it's worked yeah. differently. Yeah. I think what to me the biggest like visual or, you know, easy way to see it is if you look at those first years or you know, first months in an infant's life you have young kids and toddlers, you and your significant other are just at the your wits end, right? You're not getting proper sleep. You're not getting proper nutrition. You're not getting proper downtime. You're just not. And yeah, everything you're doing, down. yeah, your world's <laughs> upside down. And you're not fully giving into anything at that point. You're just kind of in survival. <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah. And so regardless of what your priority is at the time, you're not given, um, you know, you just you're just not able to give all your full energy, and I think when I when I realized that, knowing that, and you know Tom Brady, we were just talking about that. Yeah, he puts at the top of his priority list taking care of his machine. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, it, it result, it, you know, it, it bears fruit in the other aspects of his life, specifically his career. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I just if if you're at your wits end, you're mentally exhausted, you're physically exhausted, you, you don't, you're not in a good place with your faith. Um, you're going to snap at people. You're going to be short, you know, with patience, you know, anger will rise to the surface quickly. You're not going to be making good decisions. So I don't know. Anyways, that's why Yeah, I think it's, you know, faith and then self. So, okay. All right. So here's the, I think, <laughs> I think we're on the same page on that. I, I, I think you've convinced me. So what's your number three? <laughs> this I know. There's no way I'm convinced you. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Uh, definitely wife for me is, is number three. So, What? What? See, that is my number three. What? Yeah. Like, I would have put money on it. It was children for you. No. Well, see, in most cases in my life, this is where it's like, where do I want it versus yeah. where, where do I, where am I actually doing it? Yeah. I think for a good portion of my life as a father, kids has been on the top. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, I don't think that's a healthy way to do it. It's just how it's done. Gotcha. And when, okay. I, when, Fair and when, I, when I don't live intentionally, when I, don't, when I just let life happen, I mean, kids can be all-consuming yeah. if you let them. So I do think wife is the next priority. And for me... And oddly enough, it's probably my top one I'm living right now is wife. Mm, um, that's awesome. <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant of the two. I said, no. oh, I apologize. You meant, <laughs> that's your number one. Number, oh, okay, I gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I was Fair like, enough. I don't know that that's true. I think we just talked about two others that should be above it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nope. I, I, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But when you, so, so the idea and the one that's paired right with it is kids. And sometimes people say family as in general, but I think, I personally think separating the two, because if you're clicking on all cylinders with your wife, if you're clicking on, you know, if you're, if you're communicating well, if you're, you know, generally speaking on the same page and you got your schedules down and you got your calendaring down and they know how you're feeling with your with your emotional ups and your emotional downs and you're actually there supporting each other. I one, your kids are gonna see that. They're gonna feel that. They're going to um just they're just gonna pick up on it. And two, on a more practical matter, the kids you're gonna be able to deal with the stress of having kids and all the stress that comes with it and the fighting and the you know, the kids aren't going to be able to do the divide and conquer <laughs> right, <laughs> that, yes. that, that they try to do. Um, they, they're just, I think you're going to be able to deal with your kids, build into your kids better if you're on the same page with your wife. Yeah. And I'm talking like your actual relationship together yeah. too. So, cause it did, it's not all logistics. I gave you a bunch of logistical uh, pieces <laughs> <laughs> there, but um, yeah, I mean, if you two are, are feeling good together, then I think it will spill out into the other pieces. Yeah, I, I've got nothing, nothing to say. Uh, you nailed it. Although I will add, uh, at the end of episode 50, you threw in that song and that kind of is a picture of that where, mm. um, I forget the exact words, but, uh, you know, I want what, you know, what my, my mom, what my mom and dad had or something was like that song, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I. 
I've heard this before. I don't know who said it originally, but so we both got daughters. I want to be a picture and a model of the type of man that she's looking for when she's looking for a mate. And I've heard that sentiment from a lot of my friends out there. And by the way, we also fall short of that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a great thing to think about. But boy, that's uh, talk about impossible feats. It is. It is. And that's why, you know, faith's important to us. And we have, we personally have a faith that believes in grace. So I don't know what we do without it. Yeah. And. Kind of, kind of a, a funny byproduct of that. It's interesting. I, I dated this girl once, and she used to always mention, like, it was, like, you know, the whole, like, cot tot thing. Like, she's never seen her, her mom open her own door. Her dad always opened the, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you know, when they're together. That was the condemning part yeah, of that song, because yeah, I almost never opened the door. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, it was in that song, too. And, I, you know, I was talking about this with some guy, so I don't know if you're out there and you're like, yeah, that's absolutely what you do. I, I just... You know, I rarely do that for my wife, and I don't know how I feel about. I, I don't, you know, I don't. I don't believe in shame and condemnation from that. So, you know, if I'm guilty of missing something, it's something, maybe like something to aspire to. But, I, you know, my wife does almost everything independently of me, so she just opens her own door and yeah. almost. So I don't know. Anyways, just a little side anecdote, like, you know, if yeah. you're listening and you see me, what do you think about that? <laughs> I'm curious. So. Yeah, when I think again, your kids pick up on. Uh, just how you're, how you and your wife deal with the stresses in life. You know, we actually make it a point to argue in front of our kids, oh. which is the opposite way. And because I want them to see that it's okay to disagree, that it's okay to, uh, now I, we try to make sure that we, you know, forgive each other in front of our kids and make up in front of our kid, like whatever. And, and, play the whole thing out because if your kids think that everything's perfect all the time, when they run into mm. the realness that is life and that is relationships, because relationships are, are hard. If you don't show them that and you don't show that it's okay and that it's not the end of the world, if you argue and you're pissed off at each other for a right. day, yeah. like, but it, but that you still love each other and that it's fine. Like, that's just part of being in a relationship. I think, uh, I think that can be a healthy thing. Wow. That's solid. I never thought that before. So, uh, so what is number? I don't know what number we're on. The <laughs> next one. Yeah. After wife. After wife is kids for me. Yeah. It is kids for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, probably. Yeah, it is. It, it's kids next for me. I mean, we're the father's podcast. Huh? Who here would have guessed that the yeah. uh, that, that, that as a just dad's podcast about being the best father you can be, we still put it as our number four. four. Yeah, priority. that's interesting, huh? So out Very of six, so like, like it's the bottom half, <laughs> not even not even the top half. Yeah, and but, I, I wonder, you know, I was thinking if my kids heard that, what they would think. Um, hopefully, they paid attention to the first three where we <laughs> described why they're important and how that feeds to us being a better father for them, specifically, and it teaches them. Uh, you know, and we talk about phases of life. We're not always going to be in a situation where kids are going to be a number four priority because they won't be around much. They might be off to college, or and yes, it's you're still no. You know what? I'm not going to change it. I don't. I don't know where I was thinking there. I don't know either. Yeah. All right. right. I think we've talked enough about kids. Kids. This kids podcast. (laughs) Get out of here. So the next two, community and work. What's gonna be? What's gonna be Mister Irrelevant to to Mister Brandon here? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess yours. You're gonna go work than community. Um, I I literally go back and forth. To me, these are these are almost equal to me. I don't I don't have any reason why either one is any more important than the other um i think they can they can be one and the same because you do spend a lot of time at work right uh they become part of your community they become you can help people at work with work and with stuff that's personal that isn't work but it's at work yeah um 
and we're a big believer in community and having friends that can build into you and build build you and you can build them. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of one like five A and five B. I don't yeah. I don't feel super strongly either one. Uh but I think they're both very important. So just because they're at the bottom of this list, in my opinion, does not mean that they are any less valuable. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, these are the top six priorities in all of life. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, their order still puts them at the top. So, <laughs> so what, uh, what What about you? Are you, uh, are you thinking community and then work? I, I do think community and then work. Um, and let me clarify about work just because, again, top priority, but... Um, something I was convicted of with Sean's talk um, was that in our faith, you know, we're called to be the best version of us that we can be at our work. And that's not always easy when you feel like you're, you know, you're just punching a clock so you can pay the bills. So if you're in that mind frame, then it'd be easy to discount the importance of doing a really good job at work. And I, I think that was a good thing to be reminded of. Um, so I think even though it's number six on my list, doesn't detract from what I, my perceived effort into work is it's while I'm at work, I need to be giving it my all and, you know, giving the best version of myself to the work and the company that's providing, you know, giving me the opportunity to be provided for, for my family and whatnot. So I put it at six because ultimately, you know, if I were to lose my job or whatever, the, the family, the self, the wife, the kids, the faith and all that, that's still going to be there and the work might not be there anymore. So that's why I put it at six. It's only logistical more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think all the, all the people out there and I, I, I probably, well, I, again, they're, they're, they're at the bottom of the list, but I, just, I can be convicted in the sense of, am I giving it my all mm-hmm. all the time? Mm-hmm. Are you? listener out there are you giving everything you can while you're there while you're engaged um i don't know only you can answer that but i think if you do there i mean there's fruit to be born by fully engaging in all these so um i do think if you put work at the top which I can slide into, right? Which I know a lot of people can slide into. There's fruit from that. Uh, you can you can be really successful. You can do all that, but um, I I just I just think that it's not necessarily just the fruit that fruit that, yeah. that I'm looking for. I mean, all the money in the world isn't going to make me happy. Yeah. So I I think work probably has the most stigma behind it because you know, song like cats in the cradle. Um, there's this whole like mantra of fathers spending too much time at work and not paying attention to their family. Right. Okay. And that okay. the cats in the cradle. Now that what that song's about, he's never there. Cause he's always at work. Maybe. Wow. I feel like I, I this never, is where I've Johnny could have filled in for us. <laughs> I've literally never thought about the, I mean, I guess so. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Yeah. That song, right. Yeah. That was all about his father. Just all, all of his time was focused on work and his yeah. never paid attention to his son. Yeah. And then when his, his father's older and has time, cause he's not working anymore. He looks at his son. He's like, I'm busy dad. I'm, I'm at work, you know, kind of thing. I think that, it's been a long time since I heard the song, so maybe I remember that wrong. But man, you're you're, you're going deeper than me. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe you listeners can uh, can tell me yeah. that. But we've all seen that, right? Exactly. That's it's such a you know common phenomenon. Not common, but that's it, that's the most often phenomenon shown in shows and you know you know aspects of mental health and all of that was you know my dad was all work was first in his life. He made time for me when he could after work or my, my dad's whole ambition and success was based on what he did at work. And then, you know, we were the afterthought. So, um, that's where the danger could be, but I, I believe there's a way to make work a priority and still feed in all the other priorities. So, I, I, you know, I don't want to just say, yeah, work has to be last priority because otherwise you're, you're doing yourself and your family disservice. But yeah, I think you can fully engage in work and yet have it not become your identity. Like your success at work doesn't make you who you are. Yeah, I, I think that's it, right? Yeah. So, and I think some people's identity, some people's self-worth, some people's, uh, I, I don't know how to say it any differently, yeah. really is 
how am I doing at work? And it's why it can be crushing when there's not success at work. Yeah. I think, I personally think, especially for men, I think men have a, you know, they just have a connection to work and a, and a an identity that, that is tied to working. Like, I think we're built to work. Um, whatever, whatever that is to you, mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to work. I think it feels good when you've done something and accomplished something. And I think that's a, that's a real thing. Whether that's literally building something and doing a project at your house or bringing in a project under budget because that's your job or wh- whatever it is, it does feel good yeah. when you get something done and you do a good job. And yes, some people need a pat on the back and we're not going to get into management and all that stuff, but, right. but works, works there. It works important. So it is. Yeah. And you know, the, I remember distinctly this story that was, I think his name was Chuck Moore, but you know, don't quote me on that. Uh, a guy came in and talked to fathers and he said, I was the guy that was at work at 5am sending off emails so that people were replying to me. I always wanted to be one. They were replying to me. I was never replying to someone. So I always got there at 5 a.m. He says, I made a choice as I realized my kids were getting older, that I was in a position where I could come in later. I was doing it for my own ambition, for that own whatever. And I decided to stop doing that, to be late and have to reply to emails so I could drive my children to school and have that little bit of club time every morning. And I remember hearing that. And it wasn't him saying, I'm giving up this ambition and success to you know, keep, you know, being successful in my career and, and make money and, and get climate. It was that I'm choosing to prioritize my children in this way without, you know, letting one go or the other go. I, I don't know. I just, it was always a point yeah. of sore for me. It wasn't necessary. It was, Hey, I recognized that I was, it was self-serving for me to go in there at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And yes, it had career implications, but also I can still make those career implications happen while also, you know, right. spending time with my children. Anyway, so that's kind of why, like, it's a balance. It's always a balance, right? It's yeah. moderation and all that, so. Well, and the one other thing that he said that became a byproduct of it, and he didn't do it for this, is, you know, he was the leader of his team. Mm-hmm. And what happened is he found that his team members were able to dial it back a bit and not feel like, they needed to respond. Oh, yeah, in I forgot five about minutes. that. Yeah. And, and, and it just, he set the tone. And if you're a leader in your company, and I would argue anybody up and down the chain can be a leader in their company, but if you truly are running a team, you can set the tone. You can set the expectation because when he was getting there at five in the morning and sitting out, shooting out an email at 4 30, some people felt obligated to respond back in five minutes. And now, now not only is he up at five and prioritizing work over family, he's almost pushing that down to all his associates. And so he had a ripple effect by changing that small habit and changing that piece that had a ripple effect on the families of his team members. Mm. So everything you do, (laughs) we all know it all has ripple effects. So, the one we kind of skimmed over because we jumped whether or not work was a priority because it's kind of a hop on community. Yeah. How do you, I mean, we've talked a lot about on this podcast about why community is important, but I mean, what, what, what's it mean to you? Yeah. I think community is very important to me. I also think part of that is my personality. I, you know, my, I, you know, you talk about your personality and how your energy and your um, love tank or whatever is filled up. Mine's being around other people. So community is an easy one for me to put towards the top. But the reason it's important, I think, is that when we talked about this, the lone, the lone wolf is is the person that, it, you know, is the, I forget how I said it. Like the lone wolf is usually skinny and weaker and doesn't have the, you know, the multiplier effect of having the wolf pack around them. And so... Uh, it, in that same way, having a community of, of, of men, of, of couples, of, you know, other, uh, other people in your life, you have a support system there you have other people you can lean on and you can be there for other people. And you're kind of building your legacy outside of just, you know, 
what you're doing with you and your family. You're building, you know, a communal legacy. And I just think we're built to be, you know, in a village of people that, you know, anyways. So that's what I think. Yeah. And I, and I think in today's society, I think it's important to hear that because, gosh, COVID, I think it was happening before COVID, but I think people were becoming more and more and more isolated. And COVID just put that on steroids because <laughs> now not only was it easier to sit on your phone and become isolated, now it was encouraged. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, not point. encouraged, mandated, like you have to be alone. You have to do this. And I personally just think that there's so much value to putting yourself out there, to finding people that you can be vulnerable with, that you can do life with, that can be other examples because you never know how you can inspire somebody else just by doing something that you think is every day. And you, and if you're around other people that are good people that you believe in, you're going to pick up on things. It doesn't have to be that you're giving advice, like just the way you do things, the way you live your life can be an inspiration or just an idea can be a spark, can be an outlet, you know, I personally have more fun when I'm doing things with people than, than you do alone. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it, it just is yeah. whether, whether it's watching sports, whether it's whatever it is that is your hobby is more fun. I would argue it's more fun with people around with like-minded people. Yeah. So and I know, and again, I, I will stipulate that's personalities will dictate how that goes, but you know, Mark's one of my good friends and we don't see each other very often, but we read books together a lot or we talk about books over text or whatever. So there's different ways to have that community, but I still think community is important. Yeah. And I, I would, I mean, there's different ways to do community. Right. Totally agree. I think even for the introverts of the world, it's still important to find some version of community out there. I'm kind of this weird in the middle version of uh, <laughs> introvert and extrovert. So I like being around people. I don't necessarily like being center of attention. So huh. that's why it's fine to be doing a podcast where I don't need to do it in front of a million people. But uh, that's interesting. I don't know. So I like being around people too. I don't like being a center of attention. I sometimes am though. That's interesting. Now I've got to think about that. <laughs> Tommy's deep thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. So. We kind of touched on it. I, honestly, it doesn't really matter what we're doing and we're living. I yeah. can tell you right now, I'm not living the way that I want to. And so just talking about this, just just reframing and thinking about, write it down. How do you want it to be? How do you think you are? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great exercise for anybody that's listening to this. And I don't know. You got any final thoughts there, Brandon? No, I think that's right. I've got a little picture where I wrote my the ideal column and then my current column, and it's just something I'm going to refer back to as I'm making little tweaks to my priorities. So, yeah, um, you know, this was the remix, but it, it's important. It's periodic, and, yeah, you know, pick your framework and go for it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, Brandon, you never answered who's going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't. The Bengals. <laughs> you do not think I the know. Bengals. I just said 10 and 7. How can I? <laughs> I know. <laughs> ah, it's so hard for me to pick another team. Um, uh, I, I, I love living in, in, in the era of legends. So let's see TB12 pulling another one. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, the further they distance themselves from Pittsburgh's old record. I love saying that old record. I'll say that all day. Pittsburgh's old record. <laughs> Well, how well, how would Tampa do anything to the old record? No, it, the old record was they, they they were the only team or entity with six Super Bowls, and t- Tom Brady by himself has by seven. Himself yeah. by seven. All right, yeah. all right, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I think it's hard to. It would be hard for anybody, even the Chiefs, as much as they're still talented and still really good. I just I don't see anybody coming through in the clutch like. Tom, yeah. even when he doesn't have his A game, he still yeah. just wins anyway. I have, I have a lot of respect and hope for the Chiefs, I think. Yeah. 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 So it's definitely yeah, very likely those two again. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Like, I, I can't imagine, and it's football, so 
watch neither one of them make the Super Bowl, but yeah, right. It's, it's true. Just, yeah. I mean, but but who else is it going to be? I mean, I just nobody else is on that level. Maybe Green Bay, maybe, but they always seem to come up short. I've got a friend who thinks the Ravens are shooing, so the Ravens don't even have a running back. <laughs> Not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see that yeah, happening. <laughs> uh, you got some diehard Cleveland people in Ohio that yeah. think that that's possible, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to do very well with the expectations that are on their shoulders. Yeah. I just don't see it. I, I'm the so Bills, excited the to Bills see maybe. The Cleveland team's doing well in recent history. I'm so excited they went through a lot. But I just, Baker Mayfield is overrated in my book. (laughs) (laughs) No love lost for the Cleveland people. I just, you know, it's just my, it's my own passion for Joe Burrows. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Yeah. Joe Burrow. All right. Well, uh, if you got any questions, you got any thoughts, you got any feedback, uh, I may put out a little, uh, a little poll on this one to see what, what do you think? What's your, how about this? Instead of doing the generic, what do you think should be? Because I'm, I'm going to guess most people think a version of faith is up there. How about I'm going to put up there, what are you, what is currently your number one? Mm. Not because it's what you think it should be, but how, how are you acting? How are you living your life right now? So nice. I'll, put, I'll try to put up some of the, some of the obvious number ones. So with that, with that. Hit us up at Just Dad's Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or hit us at the Gmail, Just Dad's Podcast at gmail.com. And have a, uh, have a great day. We'll see you on the next one. All right, have a good one.